All right, so we begin a brand new series, brand new series from the book of, uh, of, uh, of James. James is an amazing, amazing, amazing book uh, written by the half-brother of Jesus. Um, theologians tell us this is the first Bible that was written before the Gospels, before any of the epistles. This was the very first one, so it existed for a very, very long time uh, before uh, people came in and God inspired them to be able to write them. So uh, it is a very practical book, and James, inspired by the Holy Spirit, was moved by God to be able to share teachings for everyday living. And so the book of James is likened to Proverbs in the Old Testament. And so you have, you know, you, you have teachings on, 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 on every area of your life in little snippets uh, in the book of uh, of James. So we're going to take 10 weeks uh, and uh, as a church, we're going to read through James, study James on Sundays, and during the week in small groups also, we'll have discussions around the book of uh, uh, James so that we can cement that into our lives. So, so today, as we begin, we're going to be delving into. Uh, Chapter 1 from verse 2 to verse 6, uh, and then uh, verse number 12 on the message, how to benefit from your problems. It's incidental that the Holy Spirit wanted to start with problems because problems are universal to all of us. And there seemed to be something that really could discourage you from achieving your purpose in the Lord. So let's dive right into it. How can we have victorious Christian life? beginning with what understanding and then managing problems in our life. So, so let's really get into that by reading our, our text for today, uh, uh, James 1, 2 to 6 and 12. Up on the screen, on your sermon outline, those of you who are using, uh, going online, let's read that together. It says what? Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Amen. So today, you know, from this amazing passage, I want to do two things. First, uh, we're going to look into God's word and gain an understanding about problems. What do we need to know about problems? And then what should we do about problems as we look into God's word? Now, James really jumps into this teaching from the get-go. You know, with this, he says this. Look at verse 2 and verse 3. He says what? He says, consider it what? Pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know. So there's something you've got to know about trials, problems, difficulties, suffering that will help you overcome it. What should we know? Amen. What should we know? And what James is telling us here is that he says in handling problems, attitude is everything. Attitude is everything, right? Uh, that you should know this before going in so that when you are in, you can understand it so that you don't panic or else you could jump from frying pie to fire, 
fire. How many of you know that you could, you could exacerbate your problems? You could worry yourself greater than your problem. And then guess what? Get, start doing things that would what? Increase your problem than it ought to. So you should know. You should know. And attitude is everything. And attitude comes from understanding. When you understand, then you can what? It becomes what? Mind over matter. That you're not ruled by your feelings because naturally you will worry, you will fret, you'll be angry, you'll be frustrated. You have all kinds of negative emotions coming at you when you have problems, right? Uh, but how do you change that attitude? You change that attitude based on what? Understanding. Consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds because you what? You know. So what is this that we need to know about problems? And this is what I, ca I call the four facts of problems. The first is this. The first is this. That what? Problems are what? Inevitable. Problems are inevitable. And look at what the, the, the scripture says. James 1 and 2. James 1 verse 2. It says what? Consider it pure joy whenever. One more time. Whenever. One more time. Whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know. He says whenever. It means you can count not if, but what? Whenever. When? It's going to happen. He says that you, 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 when it comes to problems, suffering, challenges, it's a matter of when, not if. It means you can count on that happening. It means you're going to have problems in life. If you've never had a problem in your life, check your pulse. You may not be alive. Because it's a fact of life. Right? It's a fact of life. So, so problems are inevitable. Problems will happen. And let this understanding feed into your attitude. So you don't what? Jump off the skis. Says, I can't believe this is happening. I mean, yes, you, you, it, it may be a problem. But let it be mind over matter look at what peter tells us on this note first peter first peter 4 verse 12 let's read that together dear friends don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through as if what something strange were happening to you in other words problems are not strange right troubles are not strange suffering is powerful cough of in this world you're going to have problems when you live on this side of eternity, what nothing is going to be perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. This world is not perfect. Nobody is perfect. So we live in a broken world, and so bad things will happen even to what good people. So this is what we've got to understand, that, that problems are not elective. You can choose your problems. They are a required course in the school of life. You don't get out of it by saying, I don't want to have any problems anymore. You're not immune to having problems. You're not insulated. You're not exempted from having problems. He says, understand this, so that when your emotions are telling you, be worried, be afraid, do something that will cause you problems you say no 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 it's happened before it's happened to others i'm going to go through problems amen so the first thing that you got to know about problems is what problems are any inevitable you cannot opt out of it you can't escape it it's a fact of life count it all joy when you face problems of many kinds because you know secondly also you should know that what problems are what on predictable and here's what it says consider it 
pure joy when you what face trials when you face trials that word face the greek word there is this is peripto peripto say that with me peripto it means to fall into something unexpectedly so consider it pure joy when you face, when you fall into something unexpectedly. Problems are not planned for the most part, right? You can't scale. You can't say, well, tomorrow afternoon I'm going to have a problem. <laughs> Man, <laughs> if you do that, then we really ought to check your pulse, you know. You, can, you, you cannot often anticipate problems that you're going to experience in life. Now, that is probably good, right, that we can anticipate it, that they are unpredictable, because if we know in advance what we're going to be facing, we're going to run the other way. And guess what? In most cases, what? Your problems lead to your victory. Your challenges is what gives you the strength, the capacity, builds a skill, right, for you to move ahead. So if we know it's going to happen, guess what? We're going to run away from that, and guess what? It will stunt our growth, and we'll learn that. That, that as we go through the message. What makes the problems, problems are what? They catch us off guard. They come in the least expected times. When we don't have the time, when we are unprepared, at the most inconvenient time, that's what happens. Your tire blows out. You have a headache. Something happens to your child. I mean, something on the job just comes on. That's when they happen. And God says, count it all pure joy when you face many trials because you know what should we know first they are inevitable second problems are unpredictable here's a third fact of problems you should know that problems are what of many kinds by now we should know this right they are of many kinds the bible says count the pure joy whenever you face trials of what many kinds you can say well i've had all the problems i'll have in my life now i'm set everything from here on is going to be what <laughs> blessings everything is going to be celebration everything is going to be laughter i will share no more tears in my life and the bible says hey the 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 one who created life who gave us the rule book of life everything that he's teaching us today we know it if you've lived long enough you know that hey that's true problems are of many they are variable one thing about problems is that you, you're never going to be bored of them. You're never going to say, well, man, I'm, 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 I'm too bored. I just need problems, you know, to be able to rock my life. You're going to have them. You say, look at me. I mean, nothing is happening in my life. Well, just when you're done saying that, guess what? You're getting ready to get in the problem. So today, you've either come out of problems, or you are in a problem, or you're getting ready to get into what? A problem. And the Bible says, it says, kind of all joy when you what? Face trials of many kinds. Problems comes in all shapes. They come in all sizes. One thing about problem is this, that they vary in intensity. Some of them are slow. Others are what? Strong. They, 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 they vary in variety. I mean, some are just coming left, right, front, center. It is your health, your job, your finances, your kids, your family. It is your peace, everything, your business, everything, everything. They, they, they vary, they vary. They don't hit you at once. Amen. One week you have this, another week you have that, another Monday. Amen. Problems also, what? They vary in duration. Some come quick, they're gone. Others are what? They stay on and on and on. And some of those will stay until you go home. 
home. You leave them behind and go home to glory. Some are minor inconveniences like, oh, this is a pesky little thing and I'll just deal with it. Others are what? Major crisis in life. They, 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 they come in all shapes and sizes. Count it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds. I suspect that, that uh, James got this teaching from his spiritual brother, Jesus. And here's what Jesus said. Look at Jesus speaking. John 16, 33. He says what? Here on earth you have what? What? Hold, hold on, hold on. Jesus is saying this? Yes. Here on earth. Amen. This is not heaven. This is not eternity. Nothing is perfect. We live in a broken world. Amen. And so here on earth, it says, you're going to have not just a few, not just I'm done with problems. I just, I command problems to leave me now and never come back. Somebody say, I'll pray for you to never have a problem in your life. They, they, they lie to you. They just be nice to you. But they lie to you. I will pray and fast for you that from here until the rest of your life, you will never have problems in life. Well, Jesus said that here on earth, you're going to have many problems, amen, and sorrows. In a moment, we're going to talk about how we'll deal with that. So consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds because we know. What do we know? We know that problems are inevitable. We know they are unpredictable. We know that they are of many kinds the, 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 the fourth thing that we should know mind over matter right when problems comes it messes your emotions right so that you are naturally afraid worried scared uh, about to quit or give up don't want to do things that you should be doing uh, cause you to jump from frying pan to fire but God says hey hey understand this so that you can control your emotions the fourth is just that what this is a good thing the problems are what purposeful purposeful they are what purpose it says god says know this right look at this uh, look at uh, verse two and three of james one is considered a pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces what perseverance and so a trial produces really production productivity progress Trial produces. They are purposeful. They are purposeful. Look at this same this same portion of scripture from the Phillips paraphrase trans, translation. I love the way the Phillips paraphrase in everyday language uh, puts this verse, the original translation from the Greek uh, text uh, for us. Let's read that together. When all kinds of trials and temptations crowd into your lives, don't resent them as intruders. Realize that they come to test your faith and to produce in you what? The quality of endurance, right? Well, how many of you can say that my problems has made me a better person? Some of the challenges that I went through, yes, they were hard, they were difficult, but they, they produced endurance, produced patience, grit, stamina, gave me a skill set I will never have, really taught me something, helped me mature, that otherwise good times would not have brought me. And it says, understand this. It says, look at this from this process. This is not an intruder. This is not something that is horrible. Yes, share a tear or two, but tell your weary heart that something good will come out of this. And so it says, pressure produces. 
Suffering accomplishes something better. Problems has value in our lives. And what are these values? What is this that produces quality of endurance that the Bible talks about? What, what is this quality of endurance? We don't like problems. We want everybody to say nice things about us, but not everybody will say nice things about you. <laughs> we want everything to work out for us the way we want it. Things will not always go your way in life. Amen. But it says out of these stumbling blocks in life, you will hurt. They will produce a quality of life if you view it from God's perspective. Now, there are three benefits that the Apostle James, inspired by the Holy Spirit, teaches us. These three benefits of problems in life. First, we should know what they are. And then, what? Understand this quality of life that it brings us. So that it becomes mind over matter. Right? Knowledge influences your emotions. Your emotions drives your actions. You know the truth, and the truth will do what? Set you free. If you are afraid today, it's because of what has gotten into your mind. Your mind controls your emotions. Your emotions don't, don't act on themselves. Your emotions are based on what? Your thoughts. So your thoughts feed your emotions. Your emotions drive your actions. And so if you want to change your actions, you don't just say, let me stop doing these things. No, your emotions just will not hear your voice. They don't hear your voice. Your emotions respond to your thoughts. Right? So when you change, you can change your actions by changing your thoughts. Hello? You, you have the power to do that. You have the power to change your action, change a behavior, change a, a, a path that you've taken, change a choice that you've been making. Yeah, that would changing your thoughts because your thoughts will what? Influence your emotions and your emotions will then drive those actions. And so the, the, these three benefits are God is telling us that understand these things, feed them into your mind so that you can tell your emotions, your heart that is afraid, that is scared, that is frustrated, that is mad, that is ready to quit to say, no, you don't have to do that because of this stuff. It becomes mind over matter. Now, this is that. Let's jump right into it, right? So, so from verse 2 to 4, it speaks it out to us. Consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kind because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance so that you can be what? Mature, complete, and not lacking anything. Now, we like the last part, but we don't like the trials of many kind. But you can't get to being complete, <laughs> mature, and not lacking anything without the trials. So we need to learn to be able to face them, right? To confront them. Listen, if you are always running away from your problems, guess what? You're going to run away from your miracles. You will live to fight those problems again. They, they, they are going to come back. Because God wants you to overcome them through the knowledge of God's word, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Right? So the word and the, the Holy Spirit functions based on the word of God. Uh, and so these things work hand in hand. Amen. So the first thing that you've got to know is this. That problems, what? Problems, the first thing that problems does is what? The benefit of problems, what? Purify my faith. Say that with me. Problems purify my faith. And James uses this word. You know that the testing of your faith. Oh, that's a beautiful word. The testing of your faith. And James uses the word testing, right, as in testing gold and silver. 
Now, what do you do with gold and silver, right? When you look at them in this raw state, it's not pretty, right? It's black, it's dirty, it's a stone, it's useless. Uh, but when you heat them up and they get very hot, guess what? The impurities burn off, and then you have this precious metal. And says, this is what, this is what testing does. That when you handle your suffering in the light of God's word, right? Leaning on the Holy Spirit through prayer. Guess what? They will purify you. Your problems will purify you. It will become like a testing that will bring out stamina. Bring out character in you. Really get you to the place where you are better off. By your problems than you were getting in. Look at what Job talked about. One person we know went through a lot of problems is Job, right? God put this man up to say, let me show you what problems can do to a human being and what I can do when problems of many, many, many trials come your way. I mean, this man had it all. Went through it. He went through the ringer, went through the washing machine, amen, and still came back better off than he did. Lost his job, lost his money, lost all, buried his kids. Everything was gone. I mean, and not only that, his, he had an incurable terminal illness where you can't stay in your home. You can't be around people. You got to go sit on rubbish. So he had to quarantine, literally. Imagine that. Kids are, are dead. No job, no house, no honey. And you quarantine it. But here's what he says about this testing thing. Look at Job 23.10. He says, when, when he, God, has tested me our what come forth as gold and this is what this testing of faith does. the suffering when you handle it god's way it will what it will fire you up so that all the brokenness all the trappings all the weaknesses all the emo the, the baggage in your life is just going to what evaporate and you come out of the other side of suffering what refined purified strengthened glory to almighty god Hear this. Christians are like tea bags. You know what's inside of us when you drop us in hot water. You know who our God is. You know who the word of God is. You know that greater is God in us than the enemy that's in the world. When pressure makes us better, not better. Makes us stronger, makes us tougher, not broken. We are like tea bags. And God says, that is what trouble happens in the life of a believer. They will purify your faith. We become like David who went through challenges in the field and when he confronted Goliath and they told him, you are a small boy. He has been a fighting man, Goliath, all his life. He told, oh, he says, oh, King, you don't even have to worry yourself. Let me tell you something. Let me give you my testimony. I was alone in the field and hyenas and birds and tigers come after my father's sheep and let me tell you what happens. In ordinary times, I can't run that fast, but when that happened, I have the strength of God and I run after these terrible animals. I run after them until they can't run anymore and then when they are tired and they are panting, I come in and say, hey lion, hey tiger, hey hyena. I take the sheep and I go away. The God who was with me, saving me, say, protecting me, helping me guard my fathership, this God will bring Goliath down. When he has tested me, I will come forth like pure gold. 
We rise from problems. We rise from hardships. It doesn't leave us broken. Yes, God will take it away, but we come out stronger with patience, with endurance, with stamina, with hope, with great, with joy, with peace, drawn closer to God. Learn a lot about the devil. We're not afraid of him. Oh, my Lord. He knocked us down, but God lifted us up. And so when he tried to knock us down again, he said, you don't know what you're talking about. I know what will come out of it. Something good will come out of this job problem something good will come out of this sickness something good will come out of this quarrel something good will come out of this something good will come out of this when somebody is trying to knock you down you don't know you don't know my god when they tell you you are fired you know that yes is he who got you the job when a door closes you open it again what faith does is it purifies your faith that you know whom you believe that your destiny is not in your hands it's in the hands of almighty god oh yes problems purify my faith Christians are like steel, are like steel. When we are heated up, when we are heated up, we get stronger with heat. Glory to Almighty God. You go see a blacksmith that is heating a metal. The metal is not broken into pieces. It gets stronger. It gets harder. Glory to Almighty God. That's who we are. Problems purify our faith. When you get together this week, testify and share an experience in your life where you didn't think you'd get out of it but the Lord saw you through but the aftermath of it is the sweeter victory it's not the material thing that came through but it is the character that has left you it is the stamina it is the hope it is the maturity that you have and glory to almighty god that you are not afraid you are not afraid you're not living life oh my god looking over your shoulders you know that he did it he will do it again we sang a song he will do it again he will do it again and again and again you know it you know it you know it because of expression you've been through it the lord came through for you glory to god Problems purify our faith. Amen. There's a second benefit with problems. Problems do what? Develop my patience. It says the testing of your faith develops what? Perseverance. The testing of my faith develops perseverance. When he's talking about perseverance, he's talking about staying power. He's not talking about passive patience. He's talking about endurance. I went to a funeral of a lady who's here in this church and had a, just a crushing, crushing, crushing tragedy a funeral and we buried the young one and we came home for the repass and where I was sitting I could hear this lady's talk hey what has happened to this person if it was me I will fall into water in other words I will commit suicide what has happened to this person I can't take it if it gets to me and yes, we, think, we may think we can take it, but what happens is that problems, not only does it purify our faith, the Bible says what? It develops perseverance. It leaves us stronger than the problem found us. Stronger, we have weight. We have stamina. Glory to Almighty God. 
We can withstand pressure. We can withstand what? Pressure. You know, the devil is a liar. He's a divider. He uses scare tactics. He'll tell you you're going to die tomorrow. And guess what? You're going to be scared and run away. Run away from your dreams. Run away from God's destiny for your life. Run away from the relationship that God is doing. But if you've been through tough times, <laughs> when the devil comes and speaks that to your heart, you say what? You are a liar. <laughs> you are a liar. <laughs> I'm not living here. It doesn't matter what happens. Doesn't matter what comes tomorrow. I'm not living here. It says, God says, it says what? Your problem will develop perseverance. Now, as human beings, we don't like pressure. But the only thing that will teach you to be able to handle pressure is what? Problems. Right? You can't learn it in school. You can't. You got to go through it. You got to what? Experience it. To, to have stamina to handle problems. Now, we say this often, right? When somebody's going through a hard time and they can't handle it, we say, oh, they haven't seen anything. Because if they've seen something, right, they will just know that this is nothing. There are people who are living with difficult situations. The problem that you think you can handle today, there are people who say, give me all your problems. <laughs> and then your blessings. <laughs> and I will be jumping for joy. Because my problems has taught me perseverance. You see, God uses problems in our life to teach us how to handle pressure. Tell somebody, God uses problems in our life to teach us how to handle pressure. To teach us how never to give up. So many times in the Bible, God says, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. But what? All that is tutorial. God knows that he's got to really, really get us to that place. Get us closer to the fire. Get us that we can take, we can, we can hear the sound of the lion. Your enemy like a roaring lion. You're going to hear the roar of the lion. God is saying, don't worry, I pulled the lion's teeth. He may knock you down. He may come on top of you. He may stand on top of you. You may see that red eye of the lion, but he will never swallow you up. He will never swallow you. You may feel, you may feel the enemy holding your hand, pinning you down, but they will never destroy you. They will never destroy you. God will give you perseverance. Perse you will look at it and it says, this too shall pass. Tell somebody, this too shall what? So problems develop perseverance. How does God teach patience? By letting you have problems. Talk about it when you go in life group. This, how God, does God teach you patience? You don't learn patience by reading a book. <laughs> you, you don't learn patience by hearing what's, how somebody hung in there. You learn it by what going through it and you build that muscle. It's a muscle that you build. So when you're going through other problems, you can say, I've seen worse things in life. Oh, this is nothing. God teaches you patience. And you need patience to deal with people in this world. They are difficult people. So how many of you know there are a lot of difficult people in life? <laughs> not everybody's going to like you. Even your own family, not everybody's going to like you. Right? Just because we all have our own moods. Uh, but you, we need patience to cope in life, and God does that through what? Trouble, 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 trouble. We like things to be comfortable. We like everything to be convenient in life. Vince Lombardi, Vince Lombardi, a famous football coach, once said, 
It says when the going gets tough, it is only the tough that gets going. We're living in tough times, right? We don't know if COVID is going to come back or whatever it is, but we know how it's affecting our jobs. We know how it's really doing to our finances. Look at the economy. Stock market is going up and down. Things are not really what they used to be, right? Things are not the same. Prices of goods and services are going through the roof, the roof, the roof. We're struggling here, and, and people in third world countries are even really struggling a lot. You probably are hearing from your family members how they are really having, they're facing it, facing it left and We don't know when it's going to end. But when the tough, when the going gets tough, it is only the tough that gets going. The weak gets stuck. They get blown away. But God say, I'm going, I'm, 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 I'm going to make you tough so that you can what? Keep going, doing what? Tough times. So, 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 kind of pure joy when you face trials of many kinds, they produce in you a quality of life, a quality of endurance. What's the quality of endurance? Number one, what they purify my faith problems. Uh, problems develop my, my patience. You're going to love this also. Um, problems help me what? Grow. I mean, isn't that the truth? I mean, how many of you have grown, have really matured in life because of problems? We don't grow in easy times. Right? So don't pray for easy times. Pray for God, what? When easy, easy when hard times come away, ask God, what do you want to teach me out of this so that you grow through your problems and come out on the other side better? Problems help, help me mature. Problems make me like Jesus. Problems build my character. Problems help me grow. It hasn't been easy pastoring this church. And you know why? Why I keep coming back on and on again? Because through challenges, what? The Lord is maturing me. If nobody comes, I'll be here praising the Lord. Amen. Glory to Almighty God. As long as these doors are open, amen, I'll be, I, right? And, and you, you get through it, right? And I'm not done. I'm not done. But that's how God prepares us, what readies us, right? We mature and grow through problems. Look at what James, inspired by the Holy Spirit, tells us, verse 3 and 4 of James 1. He says, what? The testing of your faith produces perseverance so that, so that, the so that is connected to the testing. So that you may be mature and complete and not lacking anything. You says, how do you get to the last part? You may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. That's the blessing, but you get the blessing from what? Testing. Testings. Your test will make you, your suffering, your problems, or what? Grow you so that you are mature, complete, and not lacking anything. And this is God's long-range plan for you that you are mature, complete, and not lacking anything. God will not use immature people because the enemy will steal the blessing. Your co-workers will steal your job. They will bug you so much that you'll say, I quit. And it says that's what problems does is what? It just teaches you that, hey, the way I used to handle things, that's not the right way because it won't get me out of it. And you begin to apply God's word and things begin to work out for you. You have a little more peace, a little bit more joy, even though the problem may not go away right away. But what? You are able to navigate through those storms. And now what? It elevates your life. It builds your character. Glory to Almighty God. It gives you a little bit more peace. That glory to God that even before the problem goes away, even 
even before you can say, look, I, I'm not sick anymore. I can pay my bills now. I'm, I'm, I'm getting married again. I bought this car. I bought this house. Even before that happens, you are a better person for the problem. Glory to Almighty God. The victory is only the icing on the cake because you are what? Living in your destiny, living in your blessing. You've been made whole. You have been made whole. The Bible says what? Well, the testing of your faith will produce perseverance. You're going to have stamina. You're not going to be tossing and turning in your sleep. You will know that yes, hope will arise. A better day is coming. Glory to Almighty God. And God uses problems to mature us. And that's God's number one, number one purpose for your life. He accepts us the way we are, but he doesn't leave us the way we are. He doesn't leave us the way he found us. God wants to transform your life. He wants to change you. He wants to make you a better person. And his blessing, the greatest miracle in your life is character development. Tell somebody close to you. Character development. God is more interested in your character than your comfort. Because material things will go away. The car you drive today, you won't drive every day. The house you live in, you're not going to live in every day. The clothes you are wearing, you're not going to be, be wearing them for the rest of your life. But your character, you're going to take to heaven. You will be rewarded your character in heaven. You're going to receive crowns in heaven because of your attitude and your character. And God says, I am in the character development business. And God's number one purpose for your life. God's number one purpose is not to make you comfortable. God's number one purpose is to what? Make you like what? Christ. Make you Christ-like. That's why when they looked at believers that day, they began to call them the way first. Oh, these are the way because of their way of life. The way, the way, the way, the way. But then the outside looked at them and says, hey, they are talking like Jesus. They are acting like Jesus. They are behaving like Jesus. So let's call them Christians like Christ. Like Christ. Christians. Your name has been changed. Glory to God. And that's what God wants to make you. He wants to make you like Christ. That's his number one purpose for your life. He's more interested in building your character than making you comfortable. The prayer that Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. Before he left, he walked down the, uh, the road of Via Dolosa and hung on the cross for you and I. One of the things he asked them is God, he says, make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word. Make them holy. Make them like us. Make them like us. And how does God make us like him through the circumstances of life? He takes you to a character course and that character course, making you like Jesus, comes through what? Suffering. Look at this famous portion of scripture in Romans 8. You love this portion of scripture. You should know that you see it. Yeah. Is that portion of scripture? All things will work together for my good. You should know this. That all things, good, bad, and different, will work together for your good. Let's read that together. But there's something at the end, right? Right? That God said it's more even important than your victory, than your testimony. Look at this. In Romans 8, 28, 29. And and this is what God is interested in. You are interested in your healing, interested in your recovery, interested in your business development, interested in things working out for your family. Because I'll give that to you also, but this is the priority. Let's read that together. 
But look at Romans 8, 21, 9. We know that God who causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew this, his people in advance, and he chose them to what? Become like his son. The ultimate goal of God for your life is to make you like Christ, become like his son. Now, now in between that, he will work, work all things for your good. He's got other purposes and plans you throw in there, but this is the big corner. This is what the angels are working on. This is him, man. All the things that have been thrown in your life, I mean, every, all the things, strength that God is pulling in your life, the things that happened to you that you never prayed for. The things that God, he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm with you 24-7. He says, it's all about making you like Christ. It's about character development. And character development comes through the way of what? Suffering. My suffering helps me to be mature. My suffering helps me to be complete. My suffering helps me to not lack anything. How? All these things, all these descriptors are what? Making me like Christ making me like christ that i may be mature complete not lacking anything it is what being christ like counted all joy how can you be full of joy when you can't pay your bills when you're sick when people are hating on you when your plans are not happening you have the attitude of joy by understanding what do we know about problems they are they are problems are inevitable they are unpredictable they, they, are, they come in many shapes they are purposeful what do we need to know to be able to handle and persevere through problems <laughs> they purify my faith they develop my patience and they help me to be mature so what is it that I need to do to line up with God because God says I, I'm going to deal with the problem problem will go away and you're going to be better. There are three things. Rejoice. Pray. Relax. Rejoice. Pray. Relax. Rejoice. Pray. Relax. Say that with me. Rejoice. Pray. Relax. That's your portion. God will do the rest. Rejoice. Pray. Relax. Number one, rejoice. What should I need to do when I'm going through those difficult, when I'm going through those hardships? What should I do? He says, have an attitude of joy. Count it pure joy when you face many trials. Now, don't, mis don't mistake what he's saying. He's not saying fake it. He's not saying put on a plastic smile. He's not, God is never saying deny reality. He's not saying pump yourself up psychologically. Joy is an attitude. Consider the pure joy. Consider. That's the word. Right? Consider. The Greek word consider is hego mahi. Hego mahi. Consider. Consider. The King James Version says count it all joy. Hego mahi. It means that it's a deliberate look, deliberately look at your problem and say, this is not the end of the matter. Deliberately look at the problem and evaluate it. Deliberately look at it and make up your mind. Deliberately look at it and say, this is what I'm going to do. This is, how, how is, this is my reaction to this. 
that while I'm living in the present, while I say, hey, it's bad, it's difficult, it's hard, he says, consider this, that you're not in charge, the problem is not in charge, God is in charge. God is faithful. We sing, so I put my faith in Christ. He is my hope and anchor. He will never let me, let me down. God has been faithful to me. So consider it. Consider it. Ego mahi. Consider it. Consider this. Consider this that you can expect that God will even turn a bad situation into good. Consider this. Consider it. It doesn't matter where your problem came from. You may have caused it yourself. Others may have caused it. Society may have brought it to you. But consider it. That Oh my Lord. It doesn't matter who did this. Don't go hating on them. Get, let, let, let it go. Let the people go. Let what happened stay where it is. Don't bring yesterday's matter and choke up today. But here's the reality that you must consider. That God can use it all for your growth and development. Here go my he. Consider this. Have that attitude that it will turn out right. Have the attitude that this too shall pass. Have the attitude that it's not going to stay. Have the attitude he's done it for others, he's done it for me, he'll do it again and again and again. Glory to God. And he says, consideration is a choice. Don't let your heart go. Don't let your emotions take over. You say, what am I supposed to do? I can't stop crying. I can't stop thinking. I can't stop worrying. He said, no, no, no. You have the, the choice, the power of consideration. Feed that into your mind, and then your mind will begin to speak to your weary heart, and all of a sudden your emotions say, Oh, I get it. I get it. So we should consider it all that we should rejoice. How do we precipitate our blessing? How do we really put a lack on problems? Glory to God. First, we should know what problems are, we should know the blessing that comes from that, and then what should we do? Number one, rejoice. Now, two also is what? Pray. Pray for wisdom. If you don't want to do, ask God. Pray all the time. Pray, 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 pray. Pray is what takes the enemy's foot off your neck. Pray is what, amen. When you pray, what you are what? Basically vacuuming out war and fear from your heart. Pray at all times and God says what? Worry about nothing. Pray about everything. He says, and my peace. That's what all that's will crown your heart. Man. So prayer sometimes doesn't immediately change your pro change your circumstances but it immediately changes who you it changes who you and change begins with who you so pray for wisdom look at what james teaches us james 1 5 he says what if any of you lack wisdom you should what ask god who gives generously to all without finding fault and will be given to you he says don't hesitate to come to God. Don't blame yourself. Don't hit, knock yourself. That's what the enemy wants to do. He says, come to God. God has open arms. He's not mad with you. He's not mad with you. So come and he'll give you what? His wisdom. And his wisdom will give peace in your life. One word from God. Amen. Will take away your fear, your frustration, and your worry. Right? God still loves you. God still loves you. He hasn't finished with you. His promises are still intact. He's still, he's still working his good purposes for your life. Glory to Almighty God. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. Glory to Almighty God. It's not over yet. 
Good times are still are still in store for you. Oh, can somebody receive that? And this is the kind of wisdom that when you come to God in prayer, God seeps in your heart and your mind. You ought to pray for wisdom in the middle of your problems. Pray for wisdom to know what to do. Pray for wisdom so you're not worried. And start doing things that will make your problem work. Pray, 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 pray. Oh, rejoice, pray, and then three what? Relax. Relax. In verse 6 of James 1, it says, When he asks, he must what? Believe and not doubt. <laughs> you know what doubt does? That gets us what? Jittery. <laughs> doubt makes us anxious. Right? So do what? Relax. Do what? Leave it in God's hands. He knows what he's doing. His delays are not denials. Sometimes what? The best things take time. If you want fast food, go to McDonald's right now. But if you want a gourmet meal, what? It takes time. God is preparing a gourmet meal for you. Hello? There's a fantastic promise at the end of this portion of James, verse 12. James 1:12. Look at it together. Spend some time talking about the blessing here. Why you should just hang in there. Why you should be patient. Why you should leave it in God's hands. Why you should not worry your weary heart. Glory to God because something sweeter will come after the pain, the trouble, the struggle. Read that with me. James 1.12. It says, God blesses those who patiently endure what? Testing and temptation. Afterward, aha, uh -huh, they will what? Receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Your problems will not leave you broken. They will leave you better. They will leave you stronger. God's going to reward you. He's told you what will happen out of it. You should know it before you get in. You should know why you are in. That God's going to bless you. God's going to bless you. He's going to crown you. He's going to elevate you. He's going to promote you. Recovery is in the works. Glory to Almighty God. Breakthrough is your assignment. Blessing is your portion. Even while tears are running down your cheeks. Even while the bills are piling up on the kitchen table. Even while things are not working in your family. He says you ought to know this. You ought to know this. Glory to God. When you patiently endure testing, temptation, trial and suffering. Afterward. There is an afterward. There is an afterward. There is an afterward. And it's better. Glory to Almighty God. Amen. You should know it at the tick of night. In the darkness of the hour. Glory to Almighty God. There's something good will come out of my problem. Oh, rise where you are. Rise wherever you are. Glory to Almighty God. Glory to Almighty God. And it says there's a reward coming your way. Let me pray for you. Father, right here in this church. At the sound of my voice. There's somebody who's going through a difficult time. And I pray as you have taught us, oh God, the blessing that comes from suffering. Bring relief to anyone who's going through any kind of trouble. Where sickness are in bodies right now, let your healing power move. You heal that sickness right now in Jesus' name. Where there are financial problems, Lord God, come to the rescue of your people. Open new doors. Open new doors, Lord God Almighty. For your people, financial doors, Jesus. Erase debt, financial debt. And let your abundance rain upon your people, Jesus. 
You're going through a difficult time, Lord God Almighty, where everything is distressed. Ease distress in the life of your people right now. Oh, my Lord, and send forth a wave of, of breakthrough, a wave of blessing. You say, yes, even in tough times, there is still a remnant. Let you shine your glory on. Let it be so for your people here in this assembly, in this body, in this gathering right now in the name of Jesus. Make a way where there is no way, way maker. Let your goodness and your mercy shine upon your people, Lord God Almighty. Set them free. Set them free, O oh God, my Lord. You are the problem-solving God. You are the sickness-healing God. You are the way-maker. Oh, my Lord, send forth a wave of your blessing upon every troubled situation in Jesus' name. Whatever is pending, whatever trouble is pending for your people, Lord God Almighty, watered off, but eliminated, Lord God. Oh, take it far away from them in the name of Jesus. For that's who you are. We thank you, Lord. Oh, now pray with me. As we wrap up our time together. Say, Jesus, I thank you that you are my champion, my healer, my problem solver. Today, help me to understand the facts of problems so I'm not overly troubled. Help me, Lord, to also understand that you use problems to build me up and to make me like you. So give me a heart of obedience and compliance to walk with you. Oh God, you've taught at me that no matter what happens my way, when trouble comes my way, I should trust you, I should pray, and I should relax knowing that you've got me covered. Burn this in my heart. Help me to put this into practice. Help me to teach others that also. Bless me, Lord, for your word never returns empty, but it fulfills its purpose. The next time I go to troubles, equip me with your word and your power to endure testing like a good soldier so that the result of blessing and a crown in heaven will be mine i receive it in jesus name amen god is good all the time oh my brother my sister if you've not received christ as your savior this is the catalyst for your growth and development jesus said it very clearly he says come unto me all you who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Why don't you come? There are problems you cannot handle by yourself. Let Jesus be in your corner to fight your battles. Very simple. Receive him as your Lord and Savior. Let me pray a very simple prayer with you. 40 years I gave my life to Christ. And countless others who have, that is the reason. A game changer in their life. Pray with me this very simple prayer. Give your life to Jesus right now. Jesus, today I invite you into my life. Become my Lord and Savior. Thank you for your blood that saves me. You gave your life that I will be one with you. And so today I invite you. This is my life. Take it. Use it for your glory and for my good. And on the day I leave this world, please come and take me 
so that in heaven where you are i'll be with you forever thank you for saving me in jesus name amen if you pray this prayer we have this pamphlet online you can send us a quick email we'll get to you either a hard copy or you can download an e-copy right where you are scroll down a little bit you're going to see this this pamphlet fresh start with god know your purpose if you're here today we'll be happy to give you one